Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, the strong and powerful Rob Stevens. Rob, are you ready to do this? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, George. You bet. Let's do this. Rob is the co-founder and GM of Avalara, my tax lodge, the leading tax compliance solution for the vacation rental industry. I'm excited to have you on. Rob, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, sure. So, you know, personal life, uh, you know, we're located here in in Greenwood Village, Colorado, which is a suburb of the Denver area. Um, you know, big, <clears throat> big lifelong skier, you know, married, two kids uh, who, who are both in college now. So that's lots of fun. Nice. Um, so um, you know, maybe a little bit older than the most of your audience. Um, but, you know, being a lifelong skier, you know, those of us that are big skiers here on the front range, aspirationally, you know, one of the things I think everyone wants to do is own, own a second home in the mountains. And that's really kind of, you know, my backstory. That's how I got into this is we, we bought a place in, in Vail almost 20 years ago now. And it was really through that experience of making that investment, putting it in the short-term rental market, and then kind of managing it myself, managing it by owner, and 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 coming across these sales and lodging taxes in that process, I realized, you know, one, it was a very powerful way to rent your property very, very kind of cost-effectively and economically. You know, and now there's there's millions of people doing this on platforms like, you know, Airbnb and, and, and Verbo and Homeway just in the US alone. So you know, it was really through that experience that we started a company to to fully automate and make these make complying with these taxes very simple for people to want to be involved in short term rentals. So it's really through my own personal experience and recognizing a need um, and a need in the marketplace for for some some sort of solution to this because it, it is it's very it's very powerful, very easy now to rent your property on a short term short term basis, generating rent on these platforms. You know, taking care of these taxes, one of the kind of the back office annoying things you you need to do. And and it was really kind of recognizing that that what's going on in the marketplace is why we uh, kind of jumped in and started this this company. Nice. Well, I certainly appreciate that. And anytime somebody can have a, a personal experience and recognize a problem or an, op- or an opportunity and and then actually take the steps to, to solve set problem or, 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 or reach opportunity. I, I always always very much respect that. So. What kind of a, what kind of, like how important it is is it to really understand these taxes? Is it the same as I need to make sure that I understand my income taxes, or is it worse? Is it? Tell me a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah, great question. And I think you know part of the issue, at least historically in the short-term rental market, is these taxes. There's been a lot of confusion. So really, if you're if you're renting a property on a short-term basis, anywhere in the U.S., you basically have to collect and pay the same taxes. That a hotel would, and I think the challenge is, you know, most people that are in the short-term rental market or on Airbnb, they've just never really dealt with this before. So, you know, and I think to your question, 
I actually think we, we actually think it's more important than, than income taxes because, you know, rental properties, whether it's long term and certainly in the short term market, you know, I think most of our customers, what we've learned over time is, is there, you know, they purchased a, a, an asset, you know, they're trying to generate rent on that asset, but usually they're not covering all their operating costs or their mortgage. It, it's, sub, it's subsidizing maybe a part or a significant part of it. So on an income tax basis, not to get too you know technical or wonky here, but on an income tax basis, what we've seen is most of these rental properties are kind of net net loss, especially after depreciation and things like that. Whereas these hotel taxes or sales and lodging taxes, that's a tax on the gross rent you collect. There's not really any deduction. So if you're charging, you know, so if you bring in twenty, thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars a year in short-term rent. These taxes are typically ten to twelve percent around the U.S., so that's another wow. you know three, four, five thousand dollars that you're supposed to collect and, and and pay to these different state and local agencies. So we actually believe you know these taxes are more significant and more important for people that are they're involved in short-term rentals than income taxes because it is such a significant liability. And like I said, I think most rental properties, you know, that's a that's a that's a tax on net income, and I think a lot of rental properties. That's part of the beauty of real estate. You can own these assets and not have, you know, taxable income in a lot of instances. But the but these hotel taxes again, it's a tax on the on the gross rent. So it can it can be a surprise to people and it can be a, be a meaningful liability. No kidding, that would be a <laughs> like any kind of in, like any kind of tax issues. You get down to the end of the year and it's time to to write a check or not, and your tax professional or whoever's doing it comes to you and says, oh, you know what? We need a check for $5,000 because we did not factor in the lodging tax. That would be very, very unpleasant. So, all right. Now, let go ahead. jump in and clarify. So, you know, the tax you collect from your guest um, and, and most, it's, it's like hotels or rental cars. I mean, these hotel taxes, lodging taxes, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tax on the traveler. Travelers are going to pretty much expect to pay it, so your obligation is really to charge the correct tax collected from them. So I, know, I always like to make the point: this isn't really coming out of your pocket. You know, it's kind of a nuisance and burden. You got to collect it from your guests, and it, you know, it certainly does increase the, the cost of what they're paying. But that's kind of another you know point I try to make to people: this isn't coming out of your pocket. You know, your guest will pay this to you as long as you collect it. Your your, your job is just you know pay it on the right on the right forms, on the right dates to the correct agencies. And, and we certainly, that, that's part of obviously what, what, what we solve. Um, so I just wanted to make that point. No, I, I certainly appreciate that. And I'm, and I'm, I'm glad that you did. So, all right. Now, is this, is this something that, that I, I just don't know the answer to the question. Um, so when people buy a, a, a vacation property that they want to rent or a rental property, whatever, and they put it on Airbnb or VRBO, do right. do a lot of people think that those platforms are going to be helping them take care of this? Yeah, George, that's a great question. And that's really part of what we've seen in the last couple of years. You know, I would say, you know, we've been doing this a long time. And, and 10 years ago, nobody was really thinking about these taxes. Right. But I think starting really two or three years ago, the platforms, particularly Airbnb, jumped in and started paying a lot of these taxes themselves. V VRBO went down a similar path, started a, a similar program a couple years ago. But I think to the average person using these platforms, um, 
it's not it's, it's not always clear what taxes are being paid by the platform. I think there was a lot of confusion along the lines like you just mentioned. I think a lot of people think, well, I, I just assume or based on what I've read or heard that the platform is taking care of this. And the reality is the platform usually is not or what's very common is the platform will be paying state taxes but not the additional city and county taxes that are very common in the, mm. in the sale lodging world. So it's, it's actually created some more confusion, um, but that's an excellent point that I do. I do think people, because of their hearing this messaging about Airbnb paying tax, Verbo, Verbo paying tax, they just automatically assume it's being paid. And that's certainly not the case. Got it. Assumption <laughs> can get us in trouble. All right. So I, I think that that would be, it's one of those things that we certainly just need to figure out. And in terms of just the the regulations, or rather the taxes, how, how sure. have those changed over the past, just since the inception of, of these sites, or have they? Yeah, I don't think they really have changed. I mean, I always say something like, when I'm talking about this to people or friends, uh, you know, these taxes have really been around forever, and these taxes were really designed to, to tax hotels and inns and motels. But, you know, when you read the statutes, like like we do all across the country, you know, these taxes apply to really any kind of lodging, including short-term rental. So I don't think the taxes have necessarily changed. I think what's happened is what was a very niche industry. Certainly, you know, I got into this, you know, I put my property on VRBO in, in 1999, and it was very much kind of an off-the-beaten-path, off-the-radar uh, niche industry. Now, certainly, you know, vacation rentals aren't, we've all probably been to ski towns or beach towns and stayed in rental homes, but, but offering those kind of by owner on the, on an internet website, um, is, is certainly new. And I think that's been the change is it's become very easy for people, whether that's their, you know, apartment they're renting, or they actually purchase an asset like a second home it's become very easy to, to, to do this. And so I think short-term rentals have really become kind of gone from kind of a niche uh, part of the travel world to really mainstream. It's really ubiquitous now. So the taxes haven't changed. I just think the industry has grown up. And I think everyone's realized like, wow, you know, these, these taxes now apply. And so there's this kind of national debate around certainly regulations and, and, and land use and, and how do we want to regulate short-term rentals, but certainly taxes are, are part of that. So, you know, nothing has really changed with respect to tax laws, although there, you know, look, there are some markets, some some cities and states that have specifically targeted targeted short term rentals for additional taxes. And we're seeing an increase of that. But it's really more about the industry has kind of grown up and mature to, to being a small little thing, to being a very large thing. And and and, and the, the relevance of, of taxes has become a big deal. Got it. So. You, you mentioned that the state is expecting tax revenue, the city is expecting tax revenue. Who are the other entities or jurisdictions, for lack of a better term? Yeah, that's, that's really the complexity of, of, of sales, or one of the complexities of sales and lodging taxes. It's what we call state and local taxes. So, you know, in most locations across the U.S., there's a state tax, uh, and then there's very often city and county taxes in addition uh, sometimes when you get into resort areas or big cities, there's also, and, and, and people may have some familiarity with this, you get into you know, transportation districts, tourism authorities, you know, stadium districts. You know, these types of taxes are prone to fund you know, sometimes airport development, uh, all kinds of different things. So there, there's, there's sometimes special districts as well. But, but by and large, it's really just 
you know, starts at the state level plus city and county. And, and part of the problem is in, you know, in California, for instance, there is no state tax. It's only a city or county tax. Whereas like in Florida, it's a state and county tax or in South Carolina, it's a city, county and state tax. So, so it varies all over the U.S. I mean, the basic advice I give, you know, people, people obviously that that's, that's what we solve. They can come to us if they want to kind of figure out these requirements on their own. Just make sure you check with all three levels of government, city, county and state. Got it. Okay. So who is, who, who, who have you found are, are the, the most common users of your service? Is it people that have one property? Is it people that have 20? Is it people who just hate taxes? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to find me the segment that loves taxes. Right. Probably right. Sorry. Here. Well, we can talk about it, but I think, you know, George, historically, because we were kind of the rent by owner people with one property ourselves, that's how we really, that's where we really started the business. And that was the focus of the product is providing a very, very simple, affordable solution. I mean, our service costs $20 a month. Uh, and just by the way, you know, th these taxes are due monthly, typically, sometimes quarterly. So it's not like income tax where it's the end of the year. There's, there's these filings that have to be done, you know, every month and quarter to different agencies. But you know, we because of that, we started this to provide a very simple and affordable solution for kind of the rent by owner crowd. Those are typically people with one property. But as, as time has gone on, especially over the last two or three years, we, we've seen our business really grow and change. And, and, and I think that kind of rent by owner person or somebody that's on Airbnb or Verbo with one property is is still our core. Uh, we've seen a ton of growth in what we say when we would describe as more commercial operators. You know, some of the big, you know, brand of guys, Sonder and Lyric, um, you know, Expedia, Verbo actually uses, Homeboy and Verbo actually use our service to pay any any tax in the U.S. Um, you know, extended stay hotels. We've seen hotel chains come in and, 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 and really all we're doing is applying technology against a, kind of a complicated back office problem, which is managing these taxes. And so while we think we have a really strong solution for that very small user, what we've learned over time is even larger organizations are really struggling uh, to stay on top of this this issue or certainly see value in, in the technology that, that we've applied against this this problem to make it you know hopefully very simple and efficient. Got it. Well, I appreciate simplicity and efficiency very much. And I think you mentioned automate, automation. And whenever something's a problem, if you can make it a process, then it's probably less likely to be a problem. So do you have thoughts, maybe tips or advice uh, that can help people to automate their vacation rental? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I've, I've lived it. I, I've been, like I said, I've been on VRBO since 1999 with my my home here, my, my you know, mountain property here in Colorado. And it certainly changed a lot. And, and really, at this point, I think the, the, a starting point is people just need to avail themselves of the tools that are available on the big websites like Airbnb and VRBO. Like, you know, now it's it's instant booking. It's all linked in with credit card payments. Um, you know, the, 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 the calendars are connected and updated. Uh, you know, certainly, you know, our service is, is offered as, as, as a way to stay on top of, of, of taxes. But I think the big platforms have invested a lot of dollars uh, over the years to make this simpler and simpler. So just starting with what and, and kind of embracing some of the tools and processes they use is a great place to start. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. And I guess that's 
I guess sort of an obvious question that I should have asked you is what are your thoughts on on those big platforms? Are they of value to somebody that is just has the one property? Yes, I mean, absolutely. My personal experience is and let's let's, I guess, rewind the story a little bit. You know, 20 years ago, even 15 years ago, if you had a if you had a second home and you wanted to rent it in, in some of these resort markets or, you know, beach markets, you, know, you generally had to hire a local property manager and they would charge you, you know, a commission ranging from 20 to 50 percent of gross rent to do that. Hmm. And so I think what what the Internet technology, what these big websites have done has put a lot of the power back into people that want to manage their own property and do it very cost effectively. Uh, look, some people still want a property manager. We love property managers. We have lots of them as customers. And, you know, some people don't want to deal with the hassle and headache of kind of managing their own property. But certainly as an owner, and, and I've been doing this for 20 years, you know, I will tell you, putting it on the platforms we've mentioned, you're pretty easily going to reach a global travel audience uh, and people that want to book your home. And there's all kinds of demand out there for, you know, studio apartments, you know, 10-bedroom luxury homes. Um, it's, you know, when I reflect back on it, it's amazing to see the level of kind of change and demand, but, but, you know, certainly getting started using those big platforms as a tool to, 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 to connect with travelers to generate rent, uh, is an absolutely a great way to start and a great way to do it. Excellent. Well, Rob, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? You know, it, it, my difference making tip is really, you know, maybe two part, but, you know, short-term rentals. When I started, I was very, you know, I was I, I wanted to own a second home, but I wasn't sure how to do it. And and I think the the, the biggest one of the biggest pieces of advice I have is just jump in. You know, take action. And I'm certainly glad I did. You know, 20 years ago, and it's been it's been a really good kind of real estate investment, and certainly learning experience relative to our company. So it's in, in short-term rental. There's you know sometimes people worry about the wear and tear on the type of guest. You know, my experience is it's 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 typically a, a you know a, a professional traveler or family. These people have disposable income. They're going to be well very respectful of your property. But my basic tip is if you're thinking about it, do some analysis. Don't be shy. Just jump in and embrace it. Short-term rentals are a great way to to kind of generate some 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 income for these properties. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on, come on. And Rob, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and how can they engage with Avalara? Sure. So the best place would be our website, which is mylodgetax.com. Um, you know, there's information about our services there. If people want to call or shoot us an email, all our contact is on the website. So again, that's just mylodgetax.com. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Rob your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to mylodgetax.com. Check out the great resources and the very valuable service that they offer. Thanks again, Rob. All right. Thanks so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course 
and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.